This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning. I'm Lonnie Johnson, and welcome to another episode of In Focus. Heard weekends on KTBB 97.5 FM and KRWR, the Team 92.1 FM. Join us each week as we interview those who help Tyler and Longview residents make their life better. As always, you can reach out to us at ktbb.com slash in focus for any thoughts on the show this week's guest scott martinez and he is the uh, ceo of the tyler economic development council welcome scott thank you so much good morning good morning so there is so much to talk about as far as the economic plan for tyler that i, I hope we can get to it all in 30 minutes uh, would the medical school be a great place to start? Sure. Let's start. Let's, let's start, start there. there. It's under construction, as you know, right mm-hmm. um, on Beckham. You see the large crane that seemed to go up uh, pretty quickly. You know with that construction process. But but then you know you think about what that means. Sure, that's a three hundred eight million dollar investment that's made by that's being made by the University of Texas in our community. But think about the health outcomes that's going to impact specifically in East Texas. The mission of this medical school is to enhance the lives and the health of people in East Texas. So that's gonna have not only a, a tremendous economic impact, but it's gonna impact people's lives with better health outcomes over times, over time. And, and we are incredibly blessed to have one of less than 20 level one trauma centers in the state of Texas with the University of Texas uh, Health East Texas uh, facility. But also, you look at an organization like Christus. They've invested over a billion dollars with a B in facilities in East Texas. And they continue to reinvest, and um, it makes everyone's lives better. That's our biggest economic driver in Tyler today is our healthcare sector. Healthcare, been for a while, it, out, it outpaced oil and gas. Uh, the, the medical school also, uh, for those of us living in Midtown, has been a real blessing on the dollar signs on our property values so that helps that helps and you know you see property values in smith county increasing pretty substantially and it's supply and demand you know you try to buy a house here in smith county i came here three years ago Mm -hmm. and what i purchased my house for and what the appraisal district has it on the books for today is much different a little bit about over 35 percent i think i mean that's real numbers um and it's um it's but but you know on the other side of the coin if you go to sell then your holds your home here your property here in smith county is increasing in value i'm from mississippi and i can take you lots of places where that's not happening and one of the things i hear in mississippi oh yeah i guarantee I'm, it i'm from mississippi you can go no to, offense you can go to parts of texas that are that way sure, sure. uh that just don't have the 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 growth and Vicksburg comes to mind. Vicksburg, but I'm from Laurel, Mississippi. But you look at the Mississippi Delta, you look at places, they're struggling. Mm -hmm. I I came here from North Louisiana. I can take you places there that are struggling. We can drive out west, you know, and things that are impacted by the oil patch, and they're struggling. A lot of places in East Texas are struggling. Here in Tyler Smith County, we've had great leadership here. We've had great elected leadership here. And we, we elect leaders in, in East Texas, Smith County, and Tyler specifically that reflect our community's values. You look at how we we look at, at our budgets in the public sector. You look at the tax rates. You look at the we have very efficient government. But 
That being said, we invest in the right things as a community. Look at the investments that have been made in our public schools. Look at the investments that have been made in public safety. You know, we just got a new ladder truck with the city of Tyler. I did not know that. Yes. Okay. And that's a pretty substantial thing. Sure. What you is look that? At public safety. A million dollar purchase? Oh, it's more than that. It's pretty, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but that's a significant piece, significant apparatus that, um, that impacts us. The two biggest drivers in economic development, from my perspective, is public education and public safety. When I have a prospective company looking at Tyler, I can take them to any public school in Tyler Independent School District and, and look at the facilities, and they're on par with anything nationally. You look at the Career and Technology Center on Oral Campbell Parkway that's part of TISD. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend that's the former head of economic development for Amazon mm -hmm. who's worked all over the world, and he says that's the finest facility he's been in as really? far as workforce training. That that's a huge compliment. And yes. by the way, that facility is absolutely amazing, whether it's the, the Outdoor Aquatic Center or the automotive uh, portion of it. The H, I think I've, my son has a friend that's actually attending the HVAC extended education. And, and, he, will, and he will have an opportunity to work if, yeah, he, if will. he completes that. Um, he'll make more money than either of us probably if he's got if he can do HVAC, especially in, in July in Texas. Um, uh, absolutely. But you look at that Tyler Junior College West Campus and mm -hmm. the training that, that's happening there. Their welding program there, from my perspective, is world-class and cutting edge with what they do. Instrumentation. These things are relevant to employers that need to grow that pipeline of workforce. I, I, you know, if I'm dealing with a company, whether it's Train, Tyler Pipe, even Highland Dairy, their biggest concern when they look at their business is having that pipeline of talent and workforce. And it varies depending on the company I'm working with. If I'm talking to Highland Dairy today and Barry Beeman, who runs that facility, he's thinking about CDLs. He needs drivers. There's a lot of demand for CDLs. That's what I wanted to ask. I want to go down this rabbit hole yeah. for a minute with you, uh, specifically as it pertains uh, to our economy and uh, what I would consider trades as opposed to uh, what you and I do, like yeah. go in and, and just talk and use our mouth. The, the trades uh, really are, are in high demand here in Tyler. Is that right? They're in high demand. And if you look at Smith County, if you look at the breakdown of blue collar versus white collar jobs and how that how that's delineated, 52% of people in Smith County are employed in white collar professions. We've got 48% in blue collar professions. A lot of that's medical. A lot of that's medical, but you know, we've got companies here that do accounting on a national scale, mm -hmm. engineering, S.S. McClure, they work all over the country. Gallup, Morgan, and Petty on our side of our Gallup, building. Gallup, Morgan, and P Petty, fine accounting firm. Um, but, you know, the challenge is, you know, we're, we've historically worked on a lot of manufacturing facilities. I've been here three years, and let's think about what's happened in three years, because that's the time frame that I'm, I'm most familiar with here in Tyler. We had an expansion at Train, and it was in the works pre-Winter Storm Uri, of $76 million. At points during the year, they have 2,500 people out there at that facility. And that's not just production workers. Their whole residential business is headquartered in Tyler, Texas. Mm -hmm. That's design, that's engineering. There's a lot of support related to that business division. You look at Tyler Pipe, they're owned by McWayne, based in Birmingham, Alabama. They spent $36 million on a new foundry here. And if you followed that facility, you know, over the last several decades, there's been a lot of 
downsizing at that facility. I have followed them uh, visually as I've driven by. I'm, I'm not speaking yeah. tongue-in-cheek. I'm yeah. being serious, and it's, it's clear that they're doing a lot of work out yeah. there. Certainly. And eventually they'll have their head count to back to 500, you know. And they were, you know, before automation, some other things, it was more than that. Then you look at hood flexible packaging. They've been here since the 60s or 70s in one form or another. They spent $17 million on an expansion of that facility. You've got companies like Averett Express, a, a national trucking company, spending $10 million on a new regional service center. But think about those companies and when they've been here, when they came to Tyler and Smith County. Tyler Pipe started in the 1930s. Mm -hmm. you, uh, the Harvey family and Tyler Pipe, long history here in Tyler and Smith County. Train came here as General Electric in the 1950s. Ronald Reagan was their spokesperson. <laughs> you know, there's pictures of Ronald Reagan, if you go to Judge Franklin's office, of him in a, riding in a convertible on, on Front Street. Wow, you, that's funny. But you think about what what things that, that are new have come to our community in the, and I, I'll say the manufacturing and processing uh, space. You've got John Soles, homegrown company, doing extremely well nationally. You know they've invested quite a bit, and then uh, Sanderson Farms. You know that's actually three facilities. One of which is chicken farms. We're talking chicken, about. poultry processing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they have seventeen, eighteen hundred people out there. Their production facility. But beyond that, you know, we've got an opportunity to get more manufacturing and distribution jobs in Tyler and Smith County. On January 31st, the Tyler Economic Development Council closed on 412 acres on Interstate 20 and State Highway 155 for a new business park, the Tyler Interstate Commerce Park. That was a partnership we couldn't have done without Smith County. Smith County, through the American Rescue Plan Act funds, dedicated $4.5 million to build a new county road that transects that property. It'll go from County Road 336 to State Highway 155. It's being designated County Road 3344. And um, they used, like I said, ARPA money for that. But what that does is that opened 412 acres on Interstate 20 with over a mile of interstate frontage for job creators. Mm. So uh, last month we publicly announced Great Southern Wood Preserving their products Yellowwood. If you watch Southeastern Conference football, oh yeah, Yellow they're Wood. doing a fifty million dollar facility up there, over a hundred jobs. They purchased one hundred fifty acres from wow. from the Tyler Economic Development Council the day we bought it. So they've um, cleared fifty acres for their first phase. The county will act on hiring a road contractor to build that new road at next Tuesday's meeting. Um, we're working with the Texas Department of Transportation on a signal at 155, and we're receiving tremendous interest in that property for new manufacturing and distribution companies. You know, we've most likely missed opportunities in the past because we didn't have real estate that aligned with the marketplace. So if I look at my project pipeline today, I've got 20 projects in my pipeline, the TDC project pipeline, the average land needs over 50 acres. The average building needs 182,000 square feet. You think about, you know, before we put that industrial park together, we didn't have a place somewhere where we could put 50, a 50 acre project, you know, that was planned, that had utilities, that had all the transportation nodes that, so, you know, we, we were dead in the water as far as trying to attract new companies. 
This new business park is a game changer for us when we look at the manufacturing and distribution center and, and companies operating in that sector. So I anticipate multiple announcements before that road's completed at the end of 2024. So I have a question. So uh, uh, I was born in New Boston, which mm-hmm. is right outside of Texarkana. Uh, when, as it pertains to economic development, uh, it, do we have people that go out and solicit these Fortune 500 companies to, to come to us? Do these companies uh, directly communic- uh, communicate to us on their behalf? And how do we fare against like a, a city like Texarkana? What what would be the the pluses to Tyler that a Texarkana does not have? It's a, with all due respect so, to Texarkana. So each community has different assets. You know, when you look at Texarkana, you know, they're on an interstate highway, they've got lots of things happening up there. They've got the redevelopment of Red River Depot. Red River so Depot and so Lone Star. So they've got, you know, a lot of real estate up there to deal mm-hmm. with to work with. You know, Tyler, when you look at how we do things, and the Tyler Economic Development Council markets the community. We do that through lots of things. It's through relationships with site selection consultants, um, real estate uh, departments of Fortune 500 companies. We're involved with a group called the Industrial Asset Management Council. We go to their events, we interact, and we've built relationships with that group. And then we do get phone calls because certain things pop up. I'll give you an example, Yellowwood. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a lot. You know, it's perfect. Explain to me what Yellowwood was attracted to about Tyler, Texas. They like the interstate. Okay. Being on the interstate. Okay, sure. But then you think about ultimately what that consumer, who's their consumer, is, is, is driven by construction. Think about what's happening in Texas. Mm. We've got this great in-migration and population growth in Texas, which impacts construction and home building so they want to it's like Barry Goldwater said you hunt where the ducks are mm-hmm. you know they're going where they they can sell their product in and the it, next 30 years yeah because and, that's they're building a structure yeah. that's not going to just be a and temporary you, structure and if you look at the the construction market nationally the strongest construction market nationally is in Texas so if I'm involved in selling something with that supply chain for a residential or industrial because bu- commercial building I want to be close to that so that's you know their market the market drove that the, so the market, the market drives their market decisions dri- the market drives everything that's a question a, a poor yeah. guy would ask the, mar- <laughs> the market drives everything you know everything we do is market driven my job and people that know me i, I say this uh, emphatically my job is to show companies they can make more money in tyler and smith county than anywhere else they're considering you know, we've got a mission statement, and all, every organization does it. But at the end of the day, the crux of it is I've got to show companies they can make money here. But they, they also need a good here. labor force, correct? That's part of the equation, though. Okay. What, 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 what are the, the points of the equation for me? So it's, that first business class, you learn the factors of production. Okay. Land, labor, capital. Okay. And resources. Okay. So let's th- take about the land and the real estate piece. Okay. I referenced earlier, you know, our average land needs over it's like 40 to 50 acres. So before we did this industrial park, it was hard for us to put together that real estate asset that aligned with the marketplace. And when, if you're a company and you're looking at real estate and to do a project, the three drivers from my perspective is speed, risk, and cost. If, if you're evaluating a site to build a facility, how fast can you get it done? 
Companies want to go from payables to receivables. Okay. And then risk. You know, does it's it, not very romantic. Does it have utilities? I just want to tell you that. Yeah. Does it have utilities? Does it have, you know, transportation? Are there any environmental issues? Then you look at the cost. Not only that land cost, that acquisition cost, but what's the long-term operational cost of that real estate asset? Um, so, you know, speed, risk, and cost when it comes to real estate. And then you think about uh, the labor piece. So we've got UT Tyler, you know, and UT Tyler's great, love the Patriots. Dr. Calhoun and his team, they do a tremendous job out there, especially with the medical school. We also have a great engineering, uh, College of Engineering there. We've mm-hmm. got a great... That's yeah, when I think everything college. began to really break for UT was when they opened the engineering school. I was uh, lucky enough to be there for the grand opening, and it just it you could feel it, there was a palatable change in the air. The, the Souls College of Business. So, you, so you talk about labor. You know, you think about Tyler. We've got over twenty-two thousand college students here in Tyler, between TJC, UT Tyler, and Texas College. But if I'm a company and I'm thinking about locating somewhere, I, you know, it's like you referenced earlier with Yellowwood. They want to know what's going to happen 10 to 20 years, you know, the next 10 to 20 year cycle. Right. So, okay. I mean, it take them a year or two to build it. So I've got a pipeline here and I've got a university. I've got the top junior college in the state of Texas here. Wait, 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 wait. Would you say that again? So, we, we have go, the, whoa, hold on. Hold on. For, Tyler Junior College is the best community college, junior college in the state of Texas, hands down. Thank you. It has the largest endowment. It has the best leadership. It has the best board. And it's got the best vision of any junior college or community college in the state of Texas. Thank you, Scott. It's my alma mater. I spent six years there. I I will say that with confidence. And they're very responsive and nimble um, to the calls that I make on behalf of companies. I couldn't ask for a better partner than Tyler Junior College you know as far as technical training can you uh engage in a conversation about infrastructure versus development like is our infrastructure uh currently uh challenged to be uh to keep up with the development that we're getting my question is it depends it depends on what a question it it, it, (laughs) my answer is it, it depends where you're at you know because you know you look at infrastructure that's a hard thing you know there's nothing glamorous about putting pipes in the ground. But there's also something that's less glamorous is not being able to turn, off, turn on a faucet or flush a toilet, which is a pretty basic thing when you have any development, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial. Um, City of Tyler, so they spent, uh, they continue to spend a lot on infrastructure. You, see a lot, you can't drive around from point A to point B without seeing an infrastructure, whether it's transportation or water sewer happening in the city of Tyler. Um, and people always complain about traffic. You hear about traffic on South Broadway specifically. Well, he, here's something that's, that's not shocking. I, I want to be somewhere where there's traffic. Because if you, that argument. if you don't have traffic, people aren't going to a job. No they commerce. aren't going to spend money. There's no commerce. I can take you tons of places that don't have traffic and they're dying. You know, can we? We should always be looking at more efficient mobility, which we do as a hey, community. Hey, there's no reason to bring Vicksburg, Mississippi, back into this. And Vicksburg, Mississippi's, uh, you know, <laughs> I just pick on the, the, the slogan when you go into Vicksburg is "Welcome to Vicksburg, where tomorrow's yesterday." <laughs> and I can say that I have friends in Vicksburg, um, but 
I say that tongue in cheek. Vicksburg has a, a great history. Sure, a lot of culture. I, history. I, I, um, I, I but, kid. But, but infrastructure, you look at, you know, where we put our new business park, that was driven by Interstate 20 and having an anchor tenant lined up with Yellowwood. That all happened concurrently, us doing that acquisition and trying to land Yellowwood and working with the county to get a road. Which that's interesting to me because for uh, so I, I learned about Tyler in the mid '80s when I mm -hmm. uh, enrolled at TJ because it was the only school academically I could attend that had fraternities. So that'll explain about this interview. <laughs> I watched Tyler. I went back to the Metroplex to make a mm -hmm. living for a long time. Watched Tyler develop, and now I've seen that growth that you're talking about with with the traffic and and most of the growth to this point uh, until very recently has been just continually going south. I've noticed uh, as the influx of California, Austin, and other Metro flighters come in that more of them are wanting to move more central, it seems like. Is that right? That's that's true. And Or they want to be, you know, you think about moving from a 1,500-square-foot home in California to being able to, you know, right. $1.2 million dollars here, right? gets you on the lake, you know. For sure. And uh, that was, so my next question, that would be, so I have a theory. Uh, the neighborhood I live in that's been coined Midtown now mm -hmm. uh, reminded me of the M Streets in Dallas, uh, Monticello, just between uh, Highland Park and the city central, okay, downtown. Old, cultural, all, all this kind of stuff. So do you, what I see the, the development going to now is kind of the northwest out where you're talking about. That uh, I see that... Uh, the 64 you know just west of downtown and all that is becoming kind of a hipster uh metropolitan type area texas monthly recently did a piece on the mosaic where truvine is on Earl campbell parkway mm -hmm. which jim loudon has done a phenomenal job and has been really a visionary in developing that into really a, a destination here in tyler and east texas you're seeing a lot of investment in parts of the community where historically we haven't seen investment. I'll give you an So example. am I correct in you thinking correct. that we're moving when the you, northwest now? When you think about the new Brookshire prototype store. I haven't it'll, seen it'll it. Be, it'll be the third one. Okay. It's under, they've done the site work there by Sam's. Sam's Club on, um, at Earl Campbell in that West Loop. Okay. So that they've removed the trees. They're starting to work on that project. This will be the third Brookshire grocery company store of this type there's one on the southern loop in south shreveport and one in north Bossier. it's a it's a brookshire branded store and i went in the one in shreveport and it's a very very well done store and brookshire grocery company is making that investment in west tyler so that should give you a good barometer as as far as what they're they're pretty bullish on that part uh, of our community there's a super one right up the street at Irwin and the loop but they they wouldn't be reinvesting or investing in that part of our community if they didn't see you know the potential for for rooftops and residential growth that'll uh, keep those cash registers going at brookshire Grocery, that new brookshire store well i may be a snob of north tyler i just think that there's so much more culture in north than there is down south and they, i mean where, where, where are you gonna live frankston say you live in tyler it you know it, it's too much so well, I, well, I'm, I'm an interlooper so uh, yeah me too no oh, it's, oh there's a name for yeah. us i'm an interlooper okay so myself I'm, i trade everything i could ever want is inside that loop yeah and uh, just uh, stopping back again with the traffic, uh, I don't think people's gripes 
are all over town. I think like any town that experiences rapid growth, uh, the infrastructure has to uh, catch up to it. I use DFW mm -hmm. as a great example of that. Um, and do I think Broadway? Do I think that Tyler could have made a, a, a effort to put a few more overpasses? Maybe because I think that would fix the problem. Mm -hmm. But I don't think traffic's really that problem. And I agree with you that you know it's it's a good problem to have. You're going to see other corridors develop or continue to develop inside old, the loop. Old Jacksonville. Okay. You know, you're going to see tremendous growth there. There's going to be lots of changes there as far as the widening and. Mm -hmm. On, on Old Jacksonville, that'll be the second, you know, South Broadway, as far as commerce. I just can just see that feel that happening, um, and then you're going to see more industry try to get closer to Interstate 20. That's what I thought. They've got to get sense, closer right. to Interstate 20. It's like, you know, when Target, my predecessor Tom Mullins worked to get the Target project on Interstate 20. We we're like, well, why? They told Tom, well, why didn't you put it in Tyler? It's like, well. Interstate 20 doesn't come through Tyler. And for Target, they had to be on Interstate 20. And as you see, you know, companies needing to move goods, they want to be close to Interstate 20. You know, getting back to that cost factor and showing companies, you know, they can be more profitable. Having real estate product on Interstate 20 where they can get their goods to customers efficiently is uh, a great thing. You know, you think about if you had a, a large distribution center in the middle of town. Think about the cost of all of those traffic signals with moving mm. tractor trailers. Mm. And then think about every traffic every traffic light. You know, that's the potential for an accident or something mm. bad to happen. So to get trucks close to that interstate where they don't deal with that, it's not only a time and money thing for the operator, it's also risk management. And and also growing northwest, that's going to incorporate the airport, the airport, you know? and um, but you know getting back to utilities, we're in a East Texas Municipal Utility District with a with a new business park where Yellowwood's locating, so that's a separate political subdivision that provides water and wastewater for that part of our community. So that's not City of Tyler; it's it's its own separate entity that we work with there for water and wastewater. So working with that that mud up there, um, and they've been great to work with, but it's it's all new, and so it's a lot of growth. When you think about the total valuation inside the boundaries of that municipal utility district, East Texas Municipal Utility District, at three hundred million dollars, we could double that in three years. Their total valuation, and you think about what that means in regards to them trying to fund water and wastewater, we've got to be creative and work partnering with them to make sure they've got capacity with water and wastewater, which we're doing. Education, public labor safety. force, public safety. and resources, and correct? Then, and then just having sensible public, public officials. Mm -hmm. You know, our county judge and and our, um, our mayor and city manager work extremely well together. That was the case when Nathaniel Moran was in that seat and Neil Franklin's continued that. The city and county work well here. That is not true everywhere in Texas or throughout the country. Again, I'll um, use the Metroplex as an example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, Ed Broussard and I, the city manager here, and I've known each other quite a while. And I was here, I don't know, six or eight months. And we're in these meetings with city and county officials. And I walk out and I look at him and it's like, it's like they're getting along. They're talking about you know joint projects together 
He's like, yeah, uh, they work well together. Don't tell them it's not the normal thing. <laughs> so, but it, well, that's what I think is attractive about the area. I mean, for the most part, most of us are pleasant. Yes. You know, it's there's not a lot of attitude. There's not a the city the 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 metroplexes are uh, just there's just this element of hustle in them that you just cannot relax. And it's not just Tyler and Smith County. James Wansley, the mayor of of uh, White House. I mean, he's at the table. He wants to work, you know, obviously for his community, but also he sees the bigger picture. Same thing with Bullard. Same thing with Lindale. You know, we're the Tyler Economic Development Council, but White House, Bullard, Lindale, they all contribute financially to the Tyler Economic Development Council. Before before we go, I'll tell you one last thing. I've got a theory, and I hope I'm proved right on it. But I believe one day that Tyler Lindell will become the upstate New York of New York State. And I mean that there'll be a high-speed rail connecting DART at its furthest point east in uh, Forney to Lindale. And you'll be able to drive to Lindale, get on a high-speed train, go to the city, earn your... 17-figure salary, jump on the train and come back in an hour. Do you think that's ever possible? Nothing's impossible here. I'll just say that. Nothing's impossible because who would have thought Tyler would have 20,000 college students in a medical school, have a $200 million courthouse project, spend $300 million plus on public schools? I mean, who would have thought that? Well, let's make a deal. Uh, Tyler's growing so fast, I think I would probably need to revisit with you in less than a year. So how about in a couple months, I'll reach out again and we sit down and talk about the new stuff that's happening then. I would welcome that. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate you coming in today. Thank you. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the team sports radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.